Hello and welcome to the Praying Wife Podcast. I'm your host, Corrine Cash, and in today's episode, I am so happy to talk to you all about one of my personal mantras, and that is living intentionally. I pray that you are blessed. Now, I'm sure at one point or another, you have heard the phrase, it's time to start living intentionally. But what does that actually mean? Living intentionally is about setting a course for your life, that you wake up every single day with a mindset and a plan to try to achieve. Now, notice I said a plan. Planning is the very key thing here. Having a goal is great, and we've talked about goal setting and vision boards many times, But if you have goals in life, whether it's personal short-term goals like reading a book in a month or professionally like, you know, having four hours of talk time on average if you're in a sales position, or maybe it's something more long-term like quitting a bad habit, biting nails for me, which I'm very happy to report I have actually accomplished, or whether it's losing 20 pounds or, you know, whatever it might be. If you have some goals that you've already set, that is great and fantastic. But if you have no plan established to help you get there, you're going to find yourself just kind of wandering about and winging it day by day. At some point, I found myself writing down the same goals month after month, year after year on my New Year's list until I literally got sick and tired of being frustrated wanting the same things over and over again and not getting any closer. And I had to have a come-to-Jesus moment with myself and a conversation with God about what I was doing wrong. And that's when it occurred to me that I needed to start living intentionally in every area of my life. Personally, with my kids, with my husband, with my friendships, I wanted to be a better mom, a better wife, a better friend. Professionally, I wanted to grow with the company. I wanted to help my employer be even better and my company be even better than it already was. Mentally, I wanted to continue to learn and improve myself. Emotionally, I wanted to balance work and home and not be stressed. Physically, I wanted to eat healthier. I wanted to build some muscles and Spiritually, I wanted to spend more time with God in devotion and in prayer and just getting to know Him more. There were a lot of wants, a lot of goals, and a lot of those goals I can still find on a Google Doc somewhere from a New Year's resolution years back. But I quickly realized that to move to the next step, to get from where I was to where I wanted to be, would take intentional planning. When I became a mom and I had a newborn, Every outing was a thing, and I'm pretty sure all of the new moms can attest to this. We had to pack the baby bag in advance. We had to make sure there were enough diapers, just in case, an extra change of clothes, some bottles, some hot water in case I needed to make a bottle, the whole works. My husband and I would talk beforehand about how long we would stay if we were invited to an event. We'd have to kind of work out what time we'd leave to get there at a certain time, to leave by a certain time so that we can get home before the baby got cranky. It was all planning, and that's when the trip was a better experience for all of us, baby included. And that, I realized, was what needed to seep into other areas of my life. I needed to turn my wants, my goals, into actionable steps that would help me achieve them. So setting goals, remember, is step one. 
you have to first and foremost see yourself somewhere doing something. You can't create a plan until you know what it is that you're trying to achieve. Think about it this way. Google Maps or Apple Maps cannot give you directions until you add a destination. Think about it. If you're trying to get directions, if you're trying to find a way to get somewhere, if you're trying to make a plan, and you don't have the destination address, like your goals, where you're trying to get to, you cannot get directions. You can try to make it up or wing it like a lot of us try to do, but more than likely, you're going to end up spinning in circles. Even worse, you may actually just by happenstance get there, but you won't even know where you are or even that you've arrived because you don't know what you want. You don't have an end game. So what is your end game? That's step one. That's your goals. Now, what I'm talking about now is moving up from step one, which is having the goals, which is great if you've got that check mark. But to step two now is where the planning comes in. So going back to my list to illustrate, I mentioned that I had some things that I wanted to do personally and professionally. I needed to spend more time with my husband apart from the kids. So what did we do? We established a monthly date night. I went onto Google Calendar and I literally picked a day every single month and added it to our cash family calendar. Yes, we have a family calendar. I actually think everyone should be using a Google Calendar <laughs> for everything or some type of a calendar where you guys can be on the same page. But on our family calendar, I put down a date night and I selected a date for every month of the year. And then I took it a little further and I wrote down a list of all the cool date night ideas that we had. To this day, we have a doc of date night ideas because sometimes when you don't know where you want to go, it ends up where you just decide not to do anything at all. But we have an entire list we can just choose from and it's actually pretty cool. And what I did was I went on for each date night in the year and I put down an activity that we would do. I realized that the more you have things in place beforehand, the less procrastination and just straight up laziness can kick in. Also, I planned the meals for the month. Now, why is that? I know sometimes someone might say you're going a little bit overboard, but here's what I realized, that if I didn't have an idea of what was on the menu, the chances of us buying food out was greatly increased, especially after a long day at work. Now, I've slackened up a bit and I have a plan for the week, but it helps. It not only helps save us money because we're not buying out, but it allows us to be intentional about wanting to eat healthier. Fast food, as we all know, is probably one of the most unhealthy things that you can eat. But it is so convenient, so we find ourselves just ordering in or going down the street and just jumping on a fast food line. But this is where I had to put a plan to my goal of eating healthy. And I'm sure many of us out there, if you look at your goal list or your vision board, eating healthier is somewhere on there. And so for us, the plan was I'm going to create a meal plan so that we know exactly what it is when we go to the grocery store, what we need to buy. So we're buying the ingredients ahead of time and we know what we're going to cook. So that's just the action plan towards the goal of eating healthier. 
Now, when it comes to work and even personal items, I have what I call my handy-dandy notebook. And my husband used to make fun of me for doing this, but now even he is doing it. And in my notebook for work every single day, without fail, for years, my day starts on a new page with the title, Things to Do, and the Date. And under that, I would have four sections. I would have a section for my meetings. I would have a section for the actual items that I needed to do that day. And then I would have a notes section. So for anything that came up for the day, I would write it there in that section. And then finally, a timeline section. Now, I implemented the timeline section about two years ago because I realized that, especially in my work environment, where you only have a certain amount of hours to get what seems like a million things done, I had to be very intentional about my time and how it would be divided. So from saying what I would do from 8.30 to 9 or 9.15 to 10 o'clock, every single hour was accounted for with either a meeting or something that I wanted to accomplish in that hour. You have to learn to decipher what is important, what needs to be addressed above everything else that you have planned versus what you can take care of later in the day or even tomorrow. It's okay if something can be done tomorrow. Just know that you don't have to kill yourself trying to get things done. A lot of times there are a lot of things in our minds that we want to get done. But what's going to really help is if you start to jot all of those things down, really take a deep breath and take a look at the list and say, okay, what absolutely needs to be done today? What can I put off for tomorrow or even the following week or the following month? And it really just helps to get your mind centered and clear and allows you to be more productive. Always remember that your time is precious and time is money. Time is that one thing that we can't control, that we always need more of, and we never know how much of it we actually have. So be sure that you're spending your time wisely. Have a plan for your day. You may not have to go into great detail as I do when planning out every hour or every minute, but at least have a structure for your day to know that, okay, in the morning I plan to do this, in the afternoon, and in the evening. Know what it is you're going to do, and then be disciplined enough to actually do it. At least try it and see if and how it works for you. I will tell you the coolest feeling of excitement comes from a big check mark from a things to do item that you have accomplished in the day. Whether you want to do a check mark or you draw a line through it, that feeling of accomplishment just at the end of the day, it really, really, really goes a long way. And you know, if you have a big goal that can't be accomplished in a day, break it down into pieces that can be done over time. You know, I had a friend that kept saying, you know, I want a house. I want to move. I want my own place. I'm tired of renting. I just want a house. And she said that for a while. And one day I said to her, well, what are you doing about it besides talking? And she says, you know, it's a whole thing. She probably needs a lot of money. She doesn't know about the credit. And I said, okay, your goal is to get a house. That's a great step one. Now let's move on to step two. Let's grab a piece of paper. Do you even know what things you want to be included inside of your house? And now let's even start to break this up into some more bite-sized pieces. You need to know what your credit score is. So now you need a list of things. So yes, the goal, I want to get a house. One, I need to check my credit. Sign up for a credit karma or credit sesame. There are so many free tools out there that can help you to see what your credit is without affecting it negatively. Next, you need to know what you'd be qualified for. Get a pre-approval from a lender. It costs you nothing. 
See the types of houses that are available around the amount that you qualify for, and if it's not enough, then just start saving. I won't go into full detail, but you get the point. Big goals are great, but then we need to start to break those down into smaller chunks so you can slowly start to get closer and closer to it. Always remember that a failure to plan is a plan to fail. So I encourage all of you to be intentional, have a goal, set a plan, and follow through. Stay tuned because I will be covering all of this again and more in the book series that I am so blessed to be writing. I pray that you pray for me as I pray for myself, that God would give me the strength to accomplish and release the first of this three-part series this year. I'm so excited about it. But God is really calling us into a time to be intentional with our life, be intentional with our time, be intentional about our finances, be intentional about spending time with Him and with our relationships with ourselves and other people. And so it is my prayer that God will even start to transform your mind even now as I am praying, that He will show you action steps, that He will give you strategies to be able to put an action plan in place that'll accomplish those goals that you have set. And I just thank God for each and every one of you listening under the sound of my voice. I pray that the favor of the Most High God will surround you. I thank God for His purpose over your life. And I decree and declare that you are beautiful you are powerful, you are made in the image of God, and that you are loved. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank you so much for listening to this Praying Wife broadcast. I pray that you are blessed. I do encourage each and every one of you to please visit us online at theprayingwife.com. Join our private Facebook group if you have not yet as well. We do have a WhatsApp group where we have a group of women that are just continually praying and encouraging one another. I'm inviting you to plug in and be a part of what God is doing. Thanks so much again. God bless and I will see you next time.